Hey everyone, Lou Mavs here from the Music is Live podcast with a really important question. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get Music is Life off the ground, I had a lot of questions, such as how do I record an episode, how do I get my show into all the apps that people like to listen, and how do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is real simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. This means that you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Since I started my YouTube channel, I've been able to edit the audio on iMovie and then bump it to Anchor and distribute it on the podcast to everybody. And I still use Anchor to record audio-only podcasts. So if you always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me, Lou Maz of the Music is Live podcast, and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album versus Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Schmackamagob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Bowl. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The right opinion for those who love politics. A South Park podcast called Suck My Balls. The Infinite Fringe. A watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido. Ex-Stradivarius guitarist, the Timo Tolki podcast. And the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like Podcast and The Laugh Cast. So check out RatSoundReview.com or search RatSoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. You're listening to the Music is Life podcast with your host, Lou Mabs, on the Rat Sound Review Network. Music is Live podcast. This is your host, Lou Mavs. Check out everything you need to know about the show over at musicislivepodcast.com. Summer's coming, and I got the shades on. Why? Because it's time for some summer music and summer good times. Restrictions are getting lifted, so that Mm -hmm. means it's time to go out to the beach and just have a good time. And since in most places it'll be legal, smoke it if you got it. That's good weed. <laughs> so I got a special guest yep. tonight, a gentleman who is out of the realm of what I normally cover on the show. People know that I'm a guitar player. I play metal music. I love hardcore music. But the truth is, I just love good music. And I heard this gentleman's music as per recommendation from Mr. Tony Santana of Ma Music Collective, an extended member of the Ma Hit family. And he also has a bunch of singles right now. One of them is a song called Ride, which is a collaborative single with Ray Garrison. And I heard this track and I loved it. I thought oh, it was man, awesome. And it's it. available on all streaming media platforms. Check it out. I Go will post the link that. on the bottom. Mm-hmm. I promise you, I will post it on the bottom. <laughs> His family oh. knows him as Mr. Marlon Borland. However, to you, he's Busy Boy. Busy Boy, you don't know. How you doing? <laughs> pretty good, man. Pretty good. Just right here, just getting off work, steady grinding, you know. Got the whole, got the family going and the music going. Just been a, a lot of balancing going on over here. <laughs> I hear that. I don't know how I balance work, full-time work, married life, daddy life, podcast life, but I'm all about yeah. that life. Which one? You pick. Yeah, I, I like to stay busy. You know, I don't like, I don't mind, you know, just sitting, sitting there and just not doing nothing. I like to be doing stuff, you know, so everything is all, it's good for me. Hey, that's good, man. Hey, you don't want to be idle. As I said before, Mr. Tony Santana, who I had on the show many moons ago, 
last month. He uh, recommended Beasy Boy to me. And having grown up in the melting pot of Astoria, Queens that I did, you know, I grew up loving all music, whether it was American, whether it was European, whether it was Jamaican, whether it was Latino. As long as it's good, it meant something to me. And in the 90s, I remember dancehall and reggae meant a lot to me because of the Jamaican queen, Patra. You remember her? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. She's dope. Oh, my God. She's- Pull up to the bumper. Oh, I know that's a Grace <laughs> yeah. Jones song, but uh, no, I know. as a 15-year-old lad, having seen that video for the first time, I was just like, I like Jamaican reggae. I like it. <laughs> That's crazy. How old were you when you started liking rock music? Wait a minute. Are you interviewing me or am I interviewing yeah, you? Yeah, right. <laughs> right, right. So, I'm all interested in your story now. <laughs> all right, real quick. I grew up the youngest of three. My oldest brother, Anthony, is 15 years older than me. My older brother, Mike, God rest his soul, was 12 years older than me. And they got me into a lot of the Western music that I grew up loving. My brother, Mike, was a huge jazz fan. So he got me into like Weather Report and Alan Holdsworth. It was because of my peers that I was really engulfed in what was going on with hip hop growing up in the mid to late 80s and in the early 90s. When I was a kid, I was all about Run DMC. Then when Onyx came out, I thought that was the shit. Yeah, I'm really dating myself right now. Around 93 was when Shaw Baranks hit big with Mr. Loverman. So that was my first exposure to reggae Shop up. Shop that's up. the guy. <laughs> so that's what got me into reggae. And then I discovered Patra, then Bob Marley, and 311, who we will tie into this episode mm-hmm. later on. Busy, I am beyond honored to have you as my guest tonight. So I would like to know the beginning of your musical history. What led you from becoming Mr. Marlin into uh. Mr. Busy Boy? Oh, man, I, I was actually, uh, my grandma used to uh, make me play the guitar. My, my brother used to play the keyboard, but I played more of the guitar. And we used to play in church all the time in Belize. That's when I used to live in Belize because I, I was actually, I was born in Chicago. Then when I was like a couple more mo- couple months, like four months, my mom sent me to Belize with my grandma. And I was raised there in Belize for almost 15 years, you know. And she kind of molded me to, with the music thing, you know. Because she always had me on a schedule with my guitar, schedule with Bible study, schedule with all these things. She had me strictly on, you know. And then when I came to America, I kind of drew away from it a little bit, you know. It's just because of all the craziness. It's like super crazy out here. Just a super fast life. When I got in a, a decent position out here, I started doing music again with my brother, you know. And he was actually doing rap I I wasn't even really into it like that you know and then I'm like hold on let me put my culture into my music like speak the way we speak and just put that into the music and I started like that I mean the first couple of songs was so funny man (laughs) it was was so funny (laughs) like I would listen to it right now and be like Oh man, put this <laughs> underground right now. <laughs> Did you feel like you were trying too hard when you were coming up with these songs? No, nah, honestly, I always had the gift of like coming up with melodies just because of playing the guitar. I always heard melodies and I would create it on the guitar. What were some of your earliest guitar influences? Oh, Bob Marley for sure. Of course. Bob Marley. Butchie's just my favorite artist, but Bob Marley, Buddy Guy. Oh, wow. Um, that is yeah. someone whose name we have not mentioned on the show before. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, Buddy Guy, man, Jimi Hendrix, they're all like super dope. And and you know, honestly, when I was young, they weren't even actually my influence. It was just me being around people in Belize that played the guitar. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was just it was just me figuring it out on my own. Then when I came out here, then I started hearing about Bob Marley and Tupac. Because remind you, my, my my grandma was super strict. My grandma had us as like saints when we were kids. Like until we came to the United States, that's when. This, that's you what know? all nanas do best. <laughs> yeah. That's my grandson. Yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> and then after that, I did a mixtape of just my solo stuff. Is it this, this is like in the very beginning? We used to like me and my brother. We used to go to gas stations and sell sell our CDs. We used to get the ah. The, you were hustling since a wee lad, huh? Yeah, man. Like literally, we used to buy. Uh, uh, it was what, what was it? Was it thirty dollars for a hundred CDs? Right. Ah, oh, so those were the them. days. Yes. Yeah, and, and we would burn them, and then we would sell each CD for a dollar. So we will make $100 out of the $30 that we spent. And we would just walk up to every person that go and get gas. Like, we would just walk up to them, hey, man, check out my music. We're up, up-and-coming artists. And if and that we'll, ain't return we'll, of investment, I don't know what is. But that's genius. Yeah, right. No, yeah, we found a spot down in downtown LA that sold a, 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 some cheap CDs. So we just burned them. We spent hours burning them. 
And Let me we- guess, Memorex, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the TDKs are right too there. expensive. Yeah, man. And after that, I met this guy named O'Brown, which is the rapper of my band now. I met him through my brother and his friend. They actually introduced my music to O'Brown's dad. And O'Brown's dad is the one that was like, yo, man, you should check this kid out. So he checked me out. He put me on his show at the time he was working with Be Real TV. He had a show, the O'Brown show on Be Real TV. Be Real from Cypress Hill? Yeah, from Cypress Hill. I remember he had the show where he would be in the uh, SUV yeah. and smoke. It was that show. No, no, no. It, it, he has he had two shows. He had oh, okay. the smoke box show and he had the one that he has just in the studio. O'Brown used to host the show and he put me on there, me and my brother, and I literally performed my whole mixtape on there. And he was like, man, look, why, why don't we get a record together? We both from Belize because his dad is Belizean, his mom Mexican, I'm Belizean, you know. And we did one song called Rebel and it took off. Everybody liked it. Everybody was feeling it. And we just did a whole album. Long story short, the whole album took us to Russia, had us on the 311 cruise, had, had us doing all these things, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was also building it as an artist too, because when I was performing, I was barely figuring my voice out a, a lot, you know. And I feel a lot of my singing skills just came from just being on stage and figuring it out, you know, <laughs> like. Oh, that goes with anything. Absolutely. You you learn to be a better showman the more you get it. You know, the band was more roots, like roots, rock, hip hop. And I love dancehall music. So I started doing dancehall with my solo stuff, you know, like little feel good dancehall. If you don't mind me asking, around what year? For the Crooked Trees? When you were breaking out doing your dancehall stuff. My dancehall stuff, I... It was my first mixtape. I was I was already doing dancehall in a in a way, you know. My first ever mixtape. It it was called Here Comes the Boom. Don't ever research that mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we laughing? You never heard of it. Continue. Yeah, yeah you never heard of it. That was just upping the, the stage of my career. You know, said the stage. Hey, of my we all gotta start somewhere, man. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. That was actually uh, I did a lot of dancehall songs on. There a lot of hip hop mixed with dancehall because my brother does hip hop a lot. And afterwards, up from the band, it started coming natural to me, you know, as far as writing and 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 coming up with music, creative things. And I started just venturing off, doing my own thing, being a part of the band, going on collaborations with other artists. I, I was actually on a collaboration with this big time Mexican artist called Sekan. His name is Sekan. He's like super huge out there in Mexico. He flew me out. He actually sent the beat the week before and I did the song the day after and I sent it to him. He's like, get ready to go to Mexico. I'm like, oh, damn. So he sent me, flew me out to Mexico. We did a whole music video and he flew me back. It was, it was just a dope experience, man. I, I've been I've been very blessed to do all these things, you know? Yeah, I, that yeah. sounds amazing. To actually go to a different artist's home country to record a <laughs> song with them and do a yeah. video with them. I mean, that's like living the dream right there. Bro, and the thing is, when I was driving to him, there was billboards, there was bus stations with his face everywhere. So I'm like, oh damn this is crazy i'm really about to go see this guy right now and we're about to do a music video you know so it's just a dope ass experience like a movie like some some like out of a movie you know i hear you mexico is like one of those places i i i grew up watching lucha libre with my family so mm-hmm. we were all about like pro wrestling you know i i knew about a lot of rock and espanol because of friends mm-hmm. of mine from college who are of latino descent so they got me into mana they got me into puya oh so, my god yeah amazing if there's one thing i know about latino musicians and wrestlers but in terms of like the entertainment value that they bring to their people Mm -hmm. they're considered heroes like almost like comic book status heroes to their people and i think that's a beautiful thing yeah it is that's a good question like how did i come out to be where i'm at right now it's just it's crazy man it's a lot of experience a lot of hard work a lot of shows everything for me to be as comfortable as i am right now doing music like now i could just be in a studio and i could just knock something out and it's just fun now you know it's like super amazing it tops it off when people say they love my music you know i'm like damn and i sometimes just do it for my therapy my own therapy my own emotions you know and somehow it inspires others you know well i sure as heck enjoy what you do and i've only been checking out your stuff for uh, just a little under a month you know and no, i think w- i think what tony's doing and you know shout out to tony santana yeah you know, tony he and him has some records coming out too yeah he mentioned that to me you know the fact that he's bringing like all these artists on to release singles on mob hit records 
and just getting them out there. And like, you know, he is freaking hustling like a madman on his Instagram, you know, promoting the Spotify pages to find your music, but you know, the Apple music stuff, you know, he's working like a madman to make sure that everybody succeeds. And I'm just like, you know what? I mean, I, I feel, and I hope that he's setting the blueprint for what the music industry eventually will do for, uh, for people. He's, he's uniting a lot of people, man. He's like a connector, you know? Like, he connects people and make things happen, you know? That's, yes. That's super dope. With Tony, me and Tony, we've been really cool. He's been, like, nothing but love, you know? He's, like, family, you know? Like, how you just, like, we just connected off him was just it was dope, you know? Yeah, and, you know, um, again, I... I Shout out to Baby Ghost, by the way, because they were supposed to... They, they were nice enough to uh, jump on an interview with me last week. So, you know, baby ghost was the uh, first artist from mob mm-hmm. from mob hit records. And I'm yeah. happy to have VZ on. And, you know, I, and by the way, this is an invitation to everybody that's associated with yeah, uh, yeah. mob hit. I'm shouting <laughs> out to vent vintage. I'm shouting out to static heads. I'm shouting out to bad fashion. I want you guys on the show. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And chances Hell are, yeah. I won't be wearing sunglasses. So that's Okay. <laughs> You wear sunglasses because it's a reggae artist on right now. Hey, you know it's it's <laughs> summer music, man. <laughs> the three <laughs> months of the, the three months of the summer are supposed to be the three happiest months of the year for people, you know. And <laughs> what's better than music that makes your booty shake and uh, get you wild right? and crazy? Right. That's that's true. That's very true. <laughs> there was, man. you know, it's funny. There was one artist that I forgot to mention that uh, really. For me, they bridged the gap for reggae and hardcore before 311, you know, mixed it with what they were mm-hmm. doing. A band called the Bad Brains. I don't know if you're familiar with them at Bad all. Bad Brains. They sound familiar. If I listen, if I hear music, I'm probably gonna know, but damn. I'll recommend but- some stuff for you to listen to them. They okay on, on their first album, they have a song called I Love Aja. Great reggae song. But then you listen to the Let rest of the stuff and it's a link on IG. I definitely will. But then you listen to the rest of his stuff and it's hardcore punk. Oh, what? what? Four Rastafarians from D.C., the first ever hardcore punk band from America. That's interesting. I want to listen to that now. I will be glad to share you their music. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. That's pretty interesting. Thank you for sharing your journey from there to here. So how many of the 311 cruises did you do? We did one. We did one, and we went to Russia twice. That must have been crazy. Man, that was crazy, bro. The thing is, people out there, they they, they really cherish music, man. They, they, Because they, we go out there, and they're like, Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, Mustang, California. Like, they, they're in there. It's crazy how, how they look at it like it's the most That's, amazing place of, in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't surprise me. If you knew how big hip-hop culture was in Greece and Japan, you'd be like, what? Yeah, it's and I, I haven't even been there. And I've, I've been to Russia, and there's everybody wearing Snoop Dogg shirts, Ice Cube shirts. They're, they're huge fans of Ice Cube. Ice Cube actually, well, as, as far as what I saw when I was there, there he was bigger than Snoop. Damn, that's hateful! Everywhere they had Ice Cube shirts. Like, he was the shit out there. <laughs> Confession, I like Ice Cube more than I like Snoop. I love Ice Cube. People don't realize he has a lot of hits and a lot oh, of yeah. rec- no? So many collaborations that he's done in the past. You know, yeah. like, probably my all-time favorite hip-hop collaboration, I would have to say, would be him and Dre, Natural Born Killers. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, at the uh, time that came out, I thought that was heavier than any metal song. And that's been in a lot of movies, too. Yeah. Like, soundtrack you know mm-hmm. that's it's pretty amazing all good stuff that's the beauty about like countries in europe and, and asia it's not just one style that they love i mean they just love music you could play a stadium there like a whole like weekend festival gig and if they love you they'll well if they hate you they'll throw you know stuff at you yeah. but we won't yeah. say what no but, but you thank know. god they loved us man because we're still a band coming up right now but i'm saying like we're not we we weren't the biggest band back then when we went to russia but we literally had to stay in that tent for like an hour two hours just signing autographs and taking pictures like literally these 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 russian kids uh, just stood in line it was a long old line man just and we were just like feeling like we're rock stars you know what i'm saying it's so crazy did they give you any solichnaya in between sets <laughs> no 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 solichnaya no oh boo boo 
that, that that's vodka by the way i wasn't going anywhere dirty with that i don't no, know what act- you thought i was thinking <laughs> no actually uh some of my friends that was there they i try to uh have a drink contest with these russians and you know no, what's no, funny? no you don't want to do that you don't want to do that <laughs> no look you know what's funny my friends was winning and i was like bro y'all better pretend y'all losing <laughs> yeah because that's what they're doing <laughs> yeah you know what I'm saying? and my friends they're mexicans too you know what i'm saying they could drink like a mom they could drink like crazy too <laughs> So tolerance Mexican for cerveza is not the same as tolerance for vodka. It just isn't. <laughs> nah, no, <laughs> it's crazy though, man. It was it was a, definitely a crazy experience, man. And I would never thought me from Belize, this small little country on the map, would be in Russia. Like I'd have, I would have never thought that. You know, I'd have been Russian soil. <laughs> What's the you most know? amount of uh, people you've performed in front of? Yeah, it was Russia. It was like Russia was like 15,000, 10,000. 10, That's probably. insane. Yeah, it was it was one of the biggest and it's crazy cuz the stage was so big. Like I I was never I, I wasn't used to performing on a big stage like that cuz it was huge, you know what I'm saying? Like you literally could run across like like sprint across the stage, you know? So I had to make sure I work every angle of the stage. It was it was crazy, man. It, it was what an experience. I could just, I'm going back right now. <laughs> I've always loved performing in rock clubs, but if I had a stage like you did, I don't know what I would do with the space around me. Bro, like, I was trying to figure it out. I'm like, damn, this is a huge stage. And I didn't realize it until I was actually singing, performing. I'm like, holy shit. This shit is. <laughs> okay, I got to walk over there, walk over here, make sure I hit every angle of the stage. <laughs> and I'm, I was all tired because it was so big, you know? One other track that you dropped in the last three months that I really enjoyed, and I'm actually shocked I'm going to say this. You did a track called Memories with Young Trip, which is technically a cover of a Maroon 5 song, right? Yeah, yeah. The reason why I say it's ironic that I like it is because I can't stand Maroon 5. But I heard your (laughs) track and I was just like, oh, this I could listen to. Wow, that's crazy. I I mean, it's been been crazy because I've seen comments on the same like, man, like they said the same thing. Like, I don't dig Maroon 5, but... I love this song. You did a better version. I'm like, man, this is uh, a yeah, I think I was one of them that said that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh man, it was funny though. I- I'm like, it's one. It's I was I surprised myself on that record. I literally recorded that record in my garage, bro, in a little mic, and I just sent the vocals over to my guy, and he made it sound the way it sounded. You know what I'm saying? Because the whole record was done in my garage, literally. <laughs> What system do you use? At that time, I was so inspired, man. I, all I had was GarageBand. Nothing wrong <laughs> with that. I record with GarageBand. And, yeah. you know, as long as you know someone who knows how to mix the track and master it, I mean, you know, yeah. they bring life to it. I know how to make it sound, you know, bounce it solid with no effects. And, and that's all the guy need. My, my guy needs, you know, like Young Trip, he, he took care of it. and He made it sound like amazing you know yeah i thoroughly enjoyed it you know it was a well done track the video looked hot it was great i have such an affinity for for the ocean you know just yeah. seeing you know the, the the ocean and the sunset and the sand and everything trip out we had to wake up at 5 30 it was in the morning it was a sunrise oh that was a sunrise oh okay <laughs> bro yeah me had fooled wake, you know yeah i had to wake up at six it was like no 5 30 we got to the beach like around 6 30 so seven o'clock and the sand was ice cold. So when you see me there, bro, my toes felt like it was on cubes. Like literally, <laughs> I had to get off. Like I was all comfortable there. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, you know what? That's uh, that's admirable. Suffer for your art. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. <laughs> what are some of the things that inspire you most musically? Because you are a family man. I would assume family is probably something that inspires you more than anything. Uh, you know, family inspires me a lot, you know, especially having my own kid and my, my fiance, we're going in seven, seven years now. A lot of things that we go through, I put in my music, you know, like a lot of things that I go through personally, I put in my music. Like I just made a song for my daughter. Like it's not out yet, but I'm going to release it soon. But you know, that, that's what's amazing about my music and just doing what I'm doing is just, I'm able to express 
any everything I'm going through just in my music, you know? Like even even if it's love, like, where I feel about my girl, where I feel about life, you know what I'm saying? If I want to inspire myself with a song, I could just write something that is self-inspirational. Yeah, I'd say family is one of the biggest things I, I, I could say. I stick with family, you know, I don't really go, you know, it's just I stay low key with the fam. <laughs> No, I think that's great. And it keeps you grounded and it keeps you focused. I hear what you're saying. I mean, I'm I'm the father of a uh, two-year-old daughter myself. She's turning three in July. I did the gigging every weekend thing and I kind of like being home, but, you know, I I think it's important for one to maintain their creativity and keep themselves open to new experiences and collaborating with others and just creating art. Like the hashtag of my show is that all art is valid. I don't talk politics. I don't try to persuade people to go one way or another. I'm just here to bring good music to everybody and you know open people's eyes and minds and ears to things that you know disrupt the status quo if you know what i mean like you know stuff you don't hear every day on your top 40 radio so yeah yeah and i'm blessed to have a a fiance that i have you know she's able to let me do what i'm doing you know and she's she's okay with that because i feel like you know like she understands and she believes in what i'm doing you know, and, and, and I'm grateful for that because a lot of people that, you know, this is hard. It's super hard. Oh, very hard. I mean, think about the amount of breakups, divorces that happen because of the music industry itself. Yeah. You know, some people do not know how to handle the celebrity, the, the fame from the success. And, and they don't know how to be pure, be righteous, do the right thing. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people there, they're, I feel like, you know, with me and my relationship, I, I just keep, I just keep things simple you know what i'm saying like keep my life simple and not complicate things and just like keep close with her and, and make sure she's in with whatever i'm doing explain her whatever i'm doing so she understands and, and she's been amazing man she's been an amazing person by my side that's awesome man i mean to me i don't think there's anything better than being able to enjoy the simple things in life with the people that you love the most i mean you know like if i i I, my wife asked me she's like if you had a platinum record uh, she asked me this she said whoa i she asked me what would you do with it i said well i'd probably sell it get all the money get some nice grilling equipment and invite my family and friends over and she's like you wouldn't (laughs) want to go party the playboy mansion i'm like no i want to invite my people i want to invite you know like uh, you know, my high school is across the street from the Woodside Project. So I want to take all my friends that I grew up from the projects, bring them out <laughs> to the suburbs and just have a big party. You know, just yeah. be like, hey, my my success is your success. Let's get together. To me, like, that, that means more than like, you know, partying it up with, you know, well, actually, the Playboy matches they ain't even around. You have dead. What the hell am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> That's still a good uh, option right there. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, I, I look at it this way. my I love my family and I love my friends and my friends are my family. So if I can't have them, I don't want anything. No, yeah, that's true. Very true. So I see that you have a lot of different collaborations on all of your platforms and you do have more coming out with uh, Mob Hit. Uh, they're all varied and good. For example, I mentioned the one that you did with Roy Garrison. Uh, it sounds like a real club banger. And then you do the 180, you release the uh, the memories track. So is it important for you to include any and all influences in what you do? Like you mentioned before, what you were raised with, the fact that you study the guitar and practiced every day and, you know, you still uh, play it to this day and you incorporated your music. How important is it to have those influences in your music? And how important is the collaborating aspect for you? I feel like it's very important because collaborations is good for to build fans, you know, like different uh, eyes on on your music, you know. So I, I definitely feel it's very important. I do have a lot of collaboration. I have a cumbia song, <laughs> a cumbia. I'm featured on the song. It's not my song. I'm just featured on there. Cool. But um, you know, it's just gonna give me a whole different audience, you know, right? Where would uh, people's gonna be like, who is this guy? You know, spin some patois on some cumbia song. You know, I like to hear that. No, it's, it's a very good. And yes, I know what patwa means, people. Don't worry. <laughs> but directly, he don't. He probably don't even know what patwa means. Answer the question. No, but it's, it's very important to me. It's very important. Uh, the the whole color collaboration thing. It seems to me like you take the best out of everything that you were raised with, and you kind of as I put it, put it into the proverbial blender, mix it up, throw it against the wall and you see what sticks. 
That's exactly how it is, man. Like, and even since I was kids, I listened to everything. Like, my nah. I listened to, don't make fun of me, guys, but I listened to Backstreet Boys when I was a kid. <laughs> don't lie. I swear. But, but you know, I can't hate. I won't hate. Don't worry. I promise. No, but check it out. When I was a kid, I didn't listen to the words, I listened to the melodies. I was more attracted to melodies of records. You know what I'm saying? So yes. I would hear melodies and like, damn, that's a dope melody. You know, and I'll hear the harmonies. And that, that's what was attracted to me. Like, it wasn't because, it, oh, it's Backstreet Boys or, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I listened to, in Belize, they played jazz. They play everything out there. It, Belize is into country music. They even play in Belize, you know? No People kidding. in Belize love. Yeah, no kidding. Wow. Yeah, but a reggae the biggest influence out there, but people the radio will play everything out there, you know. So when I was a kid in Belize, when you're when you're going to school for lunch, you get to go home to have lunch. So every time I would go home, my mom, my grandma would be playing the radio and how you call the saxophone guy? Oh, Kenny G. Kenny G. He will be playing like every time I come home for lunch. So I get all these influence, all these melodies. I feel like it's all balled up in one in my head and I just release it onto my music after that, you know? No, <laughs> hey, I am a sucker for melody. And listen, all right, true confession time. When <laughs> in 2005, Backstreet Boys song dropped. Now, you being a sucker for melody, so am I. When I grew up, I loved the band Def Leppard. I love the album Hysteria. Uh, you know, that was supposed to be at the time the hard rock equivalent of Michael Jackson's Thriller. Or at least, you know, that's what they set out to do. You know, 12 million uh -huh. copies is no joke. When I first heard the Backstreet Boys song Incomplete, I thought it was... A Def Leppard or a Brian Adams song. Before you even knew. You heard it and you thought it was. Yeah. And I actually told my wife, I said, wow, I really like the new Brian Adams song. She's like, Louie, that's Backstreet Boys. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? And then the next song came out. I just want you to know. And I'm like, oh, now this is the new Def Leppard song. She said, no, that's Backstreet Boys again. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> so you do like Backstreet Boys. I'm not hating on him. <laughs> Yeah, I love Backstreet Boys. And I only love it because it came on on the radio when I was in Belize. Like Britney Spears. So I got an influence from every aspect of genre and music, you know? I think that's awesome. And I think that's important. It's funny, that, you know, you talk about melody. I remember the first band whose melodies ever meant anything to me growing up. Believe it or not, was Every Breath You Take by The Police. Oh, wow. That song is really dope. I love that song. Yeah. And, and I'm I'm a huge Police fan. So... When I went and discovered their back catalog, you know, everything from like Roxanne, uh, from uh, their, their first album, Outlanders D'Amour, up until uh, Synchronicity. And, you know, again, just hearing how they threw all their influences into the proverbial blender. So you mm -hmm. had punk, you had jazz, you had reggae. And, mm -hmm. you know, they were one of the bands that shaped me growing up. And it was just three of them. You know, yeah, crazy. Journey was another one that I love too. Oh my like, god, yes. Yeah, Journey. Oh my gosh, dude. And it's crazy, man. I feel like it's 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 dope. I feel like I'm I'm glad that I I tapped into all those stuff when I was a kid. You know, because I feel like it helped me so much when I'm in when I do music now. Like a beat could just come on and I could just I'll figure a melody out right then and there. You yeah. know, it doesn't take long, you know, it doesn't take me long. I just I know what will fit into that beat. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. and the melody, you know. Well, that's why I'm I'm so grateful that I grew up not just loving, but being influenced by like funk and hip hop. Because mm -hmm. from there I learned about groove, you know, I learned about the importance of the rhythm. I learned about the importance of, you know, the bass with the drums and everything going over on top of that and you know yeah. i'm not gonna lie it influences how i write now like you know no, yeah and I, I mean i'm i'm not saying that what i write is is strictly hip-hop influence like i said it's just a mix of everything and i think that's important you know I, I remember speaking with baby ghost and us saying you know it probably will come a day where it's just like music's just going to be I guess you could say it's going to be fluid to the point where it's like, you know, oh, you could hear everything in there at one point. Yeah. You know, because no, all sure. of us were influenced by everything growing up. And think about how much exposure we had, you know, not just uh, by what we saw on MTV or heard on the radio, but by our peers. Yeah. And sometimes I try to tap out. I try to have you ever tried to like create music in your head, like just a melody without even hearing a beat or anything, just quiet, just create something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and the problem is if I don't record it, I'll forget it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that's why I have a little voice thing on my phone so I just keep that on there <laughs> 
So every time, even when I record, I make sure I, I record it on my uh, voice recorder so I don't get, uh, I don't, because I hate when I find a dope melody, man, and you just lose it completely, you know? I hear you, but unfortunately for me, I'm a guitar player, so I can't carry one around with me. Otherwise, I'd end up hitting somebody in the head with the headstock. So, and I will. They'll be like, Louie, what? Ow! I don't need that in my life. I don't need a lawsuit. <laughs> what avenues do you feel like you have yet to cross? Where do you want to see your music in the scope of pop music in the future? Oh, man it's the scope of pop you said i i say pop because you know like reggae and dance hall you know it's not just in the clubs anymore i mean like no, no. you know i i remember 17 years ago you know artists such as sean paul and wayne wonder oh. and a bunch of people like that really brought it to the forefront you know, no, know. before reggaeton hit it big i just remember dance hall like that era hitting big way before reggaeton did in the states so when i say pop music i don't mean that as an insult i mean at the terms no. of its popularity so where would you like to see uh, your music in the scope of popular music coming up I mean, honestly, I want I want to go like some worldwide music, man. I want to tap into pop, like 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 add my my culture, my sound to different different uh, kind kind of music like that. You know what I'm saying? Like like Sean Paul is doing actually right now. You know, he's tapping into all these the the, the uh, foreigners, the big big names and big uh, following, just artists from different countries. You know what I'm saying? And just creating music with them good music like feel good music dance music like i want to i want to make it all man like you know I, I i really do like once the beat is on i'm just start creating you know <laughs> would you ever do a uh a collaboration with an armin van buren or a david getta if it came across your uh your way i, I would yeah i would do some jazz music bro <laughs> Oh, now you're talking my language. I love jazz, man, you know? All right. Yo, if I come up with something, Send it. and if you think you can do something, let's let's collaborate. Absolutely. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the first ever agreement between Woo! Music is Life and, and Mob Hit Records. Good shit. Hey, bro, nobody, I don't think nobody, if you could tap into some jazz, dance hallish, even if it's just jazz. I feel like I could get down to anything, you know what I'm saying? Like, like even with the cumbia song that my guy sent me, like I'm like, what the hell? How the hell am I? I'm a, I'm like, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just do me, you know? And 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 surprisingly, it sounded super dope, you know. So I can't wait for people to hear it because my verse is the last verse, and people is gonna be like, what the hell? Because usually cumbia is strictly Spanish, you know. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll get on the uh, I'll get on the guitar. I'll throw it into GarageBand, and I'll throw some ideas your way. You know, like we'll. Uh, no. I have your email address, so you know if you like it, let me know. If you think something works, but it just needs some tweaking, let me know. But uh, I'm looking forward to this. Um, I am too. <laughs> All right. This is so dope. Well, I'm telling you. <laughs> that would be dope. Absolutely. So how did the association with Mob Hit Records come along? Actually, I met Tony. Tony Santana. Tony he, Santana. Bring the him. truth, baby. I met him on a 311 cruise, man. And um, honestly, I was passing by on the boat. And I seen him performing. And I walk in there. And he looks at me. He tells me to get on stage. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, shit. I'm, I'm about to get him. And he just, just called you out in front of everybody? He said, come yeah, on stage? Yeah, he, no, he called me out and he called all the other artists that he knew was artists. He called them on stage as well, you know? And we just had like a whole mashup, like with his style. And I just got on there and, and, and another guy from Bad Fish was on there too. You should check them out though. Like, they're really good, you know? And um, they have a big following too. But I, I was privileged to be on stage with him. This Jay is why it helps to widen your scope, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no man and, and honestly it was just it triggered it off from the 311 cruise you know and when we came back he was in la as well i think he was going back and forth from new york to la you know and and, and i always knew he he knew he was an amazing guitarist you know i, I never tony's we never, amazing yeah yeah we never like after that we never like spoke but we always kept in contact you know what i'm saying for some reason we always kept in contact and he always came to my shows he was always showing love you know what i'm saying and he, he always said man let's get a record together we finally got in there and got got 
couple records. He's kind of like Batman, you know, like he comes when you need him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that guy's a genius, bro. Like, I feel like, damn, he he's such a genius when it comes to making music, bro. Like, uh, just to see him do his thing, like, watch him do it, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing, you know? It's re- it really is, because he just comes out of scratch, just creates something, and he jumps on the guitar, he jumps on the bass, he jumps on the drums, and it's like, damn, this guy is something else. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, one time we were playing guitars, electric guitars that were not even plugged in, and we just started jamming. And we were backyard at a barbecue at a at a at a, at a family party, and you know, people were just like, "Where are the amps?" We're like, "Well, we don't need amps. We're you know, we're just, we're just jamming. We're just having a good that, time." That sounds like Jay Randy. We don't need that shit. Yeah, kill kill it right here, right now. <laughs> We killed it all right. Yeah, I'm beyond proud of him, especially for everything he's accomplished. And I'm I'm so happy that he's bringing, you know, people that the mainstream are ignoring and giving them a platform for them to, uh, you know, promote their art and everything. I think it's wonderful. Yeah, I think for key for me, man, I'll, I'll just I, I tend to just try to enjoy making music and try to think of it as a job, you know, like and I feel like that's when it comes longevity. You know, you, you just you go about your life, you experience express your what you go through in life into your music and and you just keep going you know what i'm saying and, and honestly even if i if i become the biggest person in the world man i'll be blessed that would be an honor but even if i'm just still here just doing music like i feel like i already made it you know what i'm saying because i'm making music i'm doing what i love like i'm a, I'm a licensed barber I, I make money elsewhere like so so I'm, I'm i'm happy you know i'm doing two things that i really love to do that's you know, awesome. yeah. I mean, it's it's it basically is that the things that you love the most they sum up all the parts that make you who you are. If music is a career path, and you're saying that you know you treat it like a job, that's okay to treat it like a job because as long as you're good at your job, you know, yeah, you'll be exactly. happy, and people around you will be happy too. Just don't make it a chore. I think that's when it no, becomes. Yeah, yeah you're right. No, you're right. You're right. No, for sure. <clears throat> And when the, the beat is what inspires me the most, man. When when I have producers that sends me dope beats, man, it's so it's like I'm in I'm in Candyland. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Candy, you know what I'm saying? I hear you. Who are some of the producers you uh, you've enjoyed working with? Tony Santana and him. We we with him, bro. We'll just get together. We won't even know what we're working on. We'll just get together. He'll create some shit. I'll write while he's creating, and then we'll just get the record done. You know, so it, that's that's the, the energy me and him have when we go get together and do uh, music. But Ray Garrison is actually a dope artist as well. He, Where is he from originally? He's from originally from Atlanta. You know, and I, I met him because of my a good friend of. My my name uh chef sean he's actually a rapper um he has this huge following as well he did a song with jeremiah the singer the r&b singer jeremiah and he was actually a childhood uh star as well he was in movies with forrest whitaker and stuff like that but um he was a good friend of mine and i met rare garrison through him so he told me come to the studio one time and i went to the studio and me and ray garrison we just clicked man we have a lot of songs out i mean in the making as well young trip is another producer is amazing he's on the work of you on memories yes yeah yeah memories so but i i try to keep it just young trip and the, those three you know what i'm saying because i feel like i mesh well with those three you know it's hard to find producers that make you sound the way you want to sound you know what i'm saying to mix the way you want it to make be mixed and these are guys that i really don't have to say nothing they just do it they just they just know how i like it you know no nah, so it's awesome cool. yeah with the songs you're dropping you know it, since it follows reggae and dance hall those genres it's amazing to me because having come up where i came from in Astoria queens and having been exposed to so much reggae and dance hall you know it's definitely come in and out in waves in the mainstream you know as i mentioned i remember you know when it was hitting big in the 90s and then sean paul you know brought it back again around 2003 2004 you know you're doing what you're doing right now people though they need to remember that reggae encompasses more than just what people hear on the radio you know you know we've mentioned bob marley i mentioned the bad brains we even talk about the calypso of people like harry belafonte and boney you know even sting in the police you know involving oh. reggae with everything they did there's so much when it comes to different facets of of the genre for you is it more important to either help the genre grow or do you 
really just like want to leave your own mark within it? Or do you think that there's a way that you could accomplish both? I think there's a way that I could accomplish both, you know, to, to, to leave my own mark <clears throat> and to have a huge influence with the genre. I just feel I have so much to offer, you know, and, and, and it's hard to just say I have so much to offer. I feel like I have to show it. I, I, I can't just say it. Like I have to show it, like show them what I can do, you know, and the only way I'm going to do that is to create music and put it out there, you know what I'm saying? And make it happen create that catalog for people to see you know to to make that that mark you know but um i think i could do that and i i believe i can with the work ethic i have with the family support i have one of these days it's gonna hit something's gonna hit i just get this you know well, <laughs> I, I wish that for you because listen i mean this is our first meeting you know we've messaged each other via email and via instagram you know i thought you were a nice guy as you know, we uh, the the more we spoke, yeah. and I feel like this interview, this <clears throat> chit chat between the two of us, you won me over. <laughs> I really wish all the best for everything that you do: family life, work life, music life. Music is life, and yeah. <laughs> uh, you know. And uh, I love what you're putting out there. I mean, it took it took me two songs of yours to say, you know what? I really like what this guy's doing, and I'm really grateful and honored that you came like, on the show today thank you so much likewise likewise thank you for having me man it, it was an honor to be on the show as well last question who is your dream collaboration damn We're, come on come on <laughs> you can say me it's all right no just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have one soon so it's, it's gonna happen <clears throat> looking forward to it but who is uh -huh. someone you would love to collaborate with damn hopefully whoever it is they're watching this and they'll be like give me his number no you know who um really love me underneath it all what's that girl's name oh gwen stefani of no doubt yeah you know that would be fire i think that would be hot i think that would be right. great i think them and outcast i think i'll do some dope stuff with outcast i, I didn't want to just say the typical sean paul damian marley you know what i'm saying i didn't want to say the i didn't want to say the typical like because those are those I would love to have features with those guys, but like just to be out the box, I think Gwen Stefani and have a dope record with Outcast, but some type of reggae funk something. You know what I'm saying? That would be hot. And big shout out to Damian Marley. I forgot when Welcome to Jam Rock came out. I was digging that track like crazy. <laughs> oh, that was on repeat for me. And then the year later, Modest Yahoo came out. I'm like a Hasidic Jewish man doing reggae. But he <laughs> was, was good. A, he was good. No, you know what's a trip, man? Modest Yahoo, he's good people's man. I was in Russia with him. I, I was actually had breakfast with him in Russia. Him and really? his face. Yeah. Does he eat kosher? He <laughs> I didn't even notice. I didn't even know what he's eating. All I know is Madis Yahoo. You know what I'm saying? Right there. But Dude, King without a crown was no joke. I'm not kidding. Yeah. We were backstage and this 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 um this kid walks up to him and gives him a shirt, right? And right when he was about to Madis Yahoo, it was weird because Madis Yahoo, he was with his dirty shoes, no lace on the shoes, tongue is out, and he's walking around Russia like that, right? So I'm like, what the fuck? This guy is crazy. No, but he gets what kind on of fashion statement is that? I Oh, that's all I'm like, what the hell? I was tripping. But he gets on stage and he puts on the little kid's shirt right before he gets on stage. So I thought I was really cool of him. And I feel like that's something I would do if I would ever like become, you know what I'm saying? I would make people's day, you know what I'm saying? Just little things will, 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 will inspire someone, you know, and, and to do something big, you know? I think that's a wonderful attitude. And I would hope that an attitude like that would catch on to whoever's watching this, whoever listens to you. May they go out and do something great with their talents. And may you continue to pursue a path of greatness with your talents. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. If people wanted to get in touch with you or know more about you, where could they find you? Um, They could find me at, on IG. It's B-Z-B-W-A-I underscore official. And you could actually go Google and search just B-Z-B-W-A-I and all my social media platforms and music everything will pop up right there i promise you that we'll have links in the description so that people can contact you directly <laughs> all right brother for sure no problem so we're gonna wrap this up i just want to say busy boy thank you again so much for coming on the show tonight i know you had a long day at work you probably just want to chill with the family so i really appreciate you taking time out of your day for me no and problem thank you for, for for making this happen and um let's get that record absolutely i gotta go <laughs> put my daughter to sleep now so <laughs> Damn, yeah. 
Man, you you you're a little you got a little uh, seasoned. You're a little more seasoned than me because my my daughter is just uh, two months. <laughs> you're in there two years. You're two oh, years. your baby's two months old. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> What's the Kukla's name? Uh, Phoenix. That's beautiful. By the way, Kukla is Greek for doll. So doll. Yes. Kukla. Kukla. K o u k l a. Kukla. Okay. So learn something new today. There you go. Kukla. Say I love you, Kukla, and that's it. I'll All make right. Day. She'll probably be like, "What you call me?" <laughs> Girl's gonna be like, what'd you, what'd you say? <laughs> Anyways, busy boy, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. All right, brother, thank you. No problem. As I mentioned before, you can find descriptions on the bottom for all the links so you can check out more about Busy Boy. You want to check out more about this show, go to musicislivepodcast.com. There, I'll have links for all the audio podcasts and links to the YouTube page. Well, you're already watching the YouTube page, so thank you. Hopefully, you subscribe, like, comment, and check out our parent network ratsareview.com the Ratsai Review Network there you can check out all the other podcasts that we have on the show including the Mothership Show itself Ratsai Review check out Vieira Vault with Rob Vieira check out Suck My Balls the South Park podcast <laughs> I always wait for people's reaction on that because it's hilarious it is I'm like what the hell <laughs> oh, I'll say it again Suck My Balls the South Park podcast <laughs> that, is that a website? no that's the name of one of the shows on the network oh, oh okay wow <laughs> yes you can find me right under suck my <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious <laughs> yeah that's good stuff you could also check out the right opinion with harrison bergeron and you could also check out beyond bushido which is a weekly pro wrestling and mma commentary show with my buddies james and eric adams so check that out when you get a chance and remember check out routesidereview.com and musicislivepodcast.com once again busy boy thank you so much for coming on the show for sure thank you and I wish everybody a good night and once again shout out to Tony Santana thank you for hooking this up shout out to Baby Ghost as well and remember everybody all art is valid thank you so much for listening to the Music Is Live podcast Music Is Live podcast is brought to you by anchor.fm and ratsareview.com Check out the other shows on Ratsai Review, including Beyond Bushido, Old Man's Metal Musings, The Right Opinion, Suck My Balls, a South Park podcast, The Vieira Vault, and the Team Motoki podcast. Graphics for the video portion of the show were done by Rocky Baia. For commissions, find him on Twitter at R-O-C-K-Y-B-A-I-A. Intro and outro music for the show is Lose Control by The Rebel Medium, written by Jacqueline Guitard, Ernest Leug, and myself. If you'd like to donate to the channel, or if you're in a band and you want me to review you, then donate to my PayPal at musicislivepodcast at gmail.com. Special thanks to Wayne Noon and Greg Noggle, with much love and gratitude to Aaron, Anna, and Aloysius. For more information, including where to find me on social media, check out musicislivepodcast.com, and don't forget to check out ratsireview.com. Remember, all art is valid. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album vs. Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Schmackamagob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Vault. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for Those Who Love Politics, a South Park podcast called Suck My Balls, The Infinite Fringe, a watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido, Extradivarius guitarist, The Timo Tolki podcast, and The Great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like Podcast and The Laugh Cast. So check out RatsoundReview.com or search Review on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. 